There's a quote that says, start the walk and the way will appear. In 2018, I unknowingly started my journey into becoming unique. My journey started with choosing me and understanding that self-love and self-care are so important in the evolution of you. There is no magic blue pill to transformation. It's all about the journey. The journey of self-love, self-care, being consistent, showing up for yourself, investing in yourself. The Become a Unique Podcast is a place where you can be well and be you. Welcome. You have truly arrived to a safe space. Be prepared to grow in such a beautiful way. Let's get this show started. I think one of the most attractive things that a woman can do is love herself. A woman that loves herself, sure of herself, and that respects herself, that's a different type of woman. You know, like, that's a goddess, you hear me? Like, um, those are attributes of a goddess. A woman that, that know herself, you know what I mean? That's taking the time to evolve and to, to deal with her traumas, you know what I'm saying? And to ask herself the hard questions and to do the shadow work, you know, and to, uh, to grow, you hear me? That's, that's a different type of woman. Those women are hard to find, but when you find them, you keep them, you know? Like, you, you keep them and you cherish them. Um, that's one of the most beautiful things about a woman is, you know, when she's sure. Because I feel like when a woman is sure and she reaches a place of, of self-knowledge, she liberates herself. And as a man, when I see a woman like that, I'm, I'm knowing that I have to approach this differently, treat this differently. I have to value this differently. And if, I, if I'm not willing to do those things, I need to stay away from this woman. And I think one of the most dangerous things a woman can do is devalue herself to be accepted. I think it's dangerous, you know what I mean? Because where does it end? To some people in society, a woman that's sexually liberated, financially liberated, a woman that's spiritually liberated, um, it's intimidating, you know what I'm saying? But to a person like me, I think that shit beautiful because that woman knows herself. You just finished listening to a powerful one minute and 30 second soundbite that I took off of Instagram. I am not sure who this young man was that was speaking, so I'm not able to give him his proper credit, but his words and his voice ring strong within my soul right now. Everything he said has so much value to it. Understanding as a woman or as a person, like whoever's listening to this, you know, male or female, understanding the fact, you know, the value of loving yourself, respecting yourself, being sure of yourself, you show up in the world differently. You show up in the world differently. And as this young man said, you know, he values a woman that shows up in the world this way. And he knows in order to approach a woman that loves, respects, values herself, that has taken the time to do the work with herself, that has taken the time to face the trauma, deal with that shadow work, that he knows that he has to approach her differently. He has to approach, uh, approach her differently. Like that is powerful. That is powerful. You know, 
And it's not just not with a male or female relationship. When we show up in the world on a different way, people know they just can't come around playing games with us. You know what I mean? Wasting time playing these games and going through all this back and forthness on whatever the topic or subject may be. People will show up to us in the same way that we're showing up for ourselves in our lives, you know? And like he said also, it could be intimidating to see a woman like that. That's all right. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good, you know, because then I know, you know, I feel confident that the people that do show up in my life can match me, can match me. But if I'm intimidating you because I've dealt with the trauma and the shadow work and, you know, and I'm over here loving myself and so on, it's a higher vibration. And as I always say, to become a unique podcast, you know, the content that we share over here is all about vibrating at a higher place. So yes. So yes, I just, I had to, when I heard that, I was like, I have to put this soundbite somewhere in the Become a Unique podcast. And I was like, you know what, what episode am I going to put it in? And I say, you know what, club change, club change. So today's episode is about club change. Um, I have a wonderful guest that has, you know, her, her programming is all about club change. So let's let's hear what she has to say. Another beautiful, amazing guest. So let's get started with today's show. Let's go. Today on the Becoming Unique podcast, I have an amazing and beautiful guest by the name of Jill. Welcome. Well, hi, Unique. Nice to be here. Hey, I'm so happy that you are here. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. Yes. So um, before we get started with today's topic, I'd like to get to know my guests. And can you please tell everyone who is Jill? Who is Jill? Well, Jill is um, similar to Unique in that about 21 years ago, I got to a point where my life was very successful, right? It was, I, I was doing what everyone does. You know, I, well, I didn't have a family, but I was married and had a very successful career and was a really good workaholic. I was a really good soldier, very successful, you know, had the car and the money and, the, and, and a lot of work. And um, then 9-11 happened and um, it changed my work scenario in a large way because I was in financial services. I had an office in New York City as well in San Francisco. And then, you know, the internet had really changed publishing and that was the industry I was in. And so I was spending a lot of time doing things I didn't enjoy doing, like in board meetings and reorganizing and, you know, having to lay people off. And it was just, it was a tough time. And, um, and the next year in 02, I got divorced. I actually, I got laid off, which was such a blessing because for the first time, and back then they had really nice severance packages, especially if you were in upper management. So I had, you know, over a year off with medical care. I was like, I was getting paid to do nothing. And I was like, wow, the world is my oyster. And I hadn't really lived that way. And so one of the first things I did was go, get a divorce because I was like, oh, I can't just be home with my husband. Like we, we <laughs> our relationship was not meant to be that way. So, and you know, bless his soul. We, we were dear friends after that, but it was just a really pivotal year. And I started saying yes to new things. And a couple of the new things, the big things I said yes to was one, 
I went, I did something different. I went down to a, a, a resort and spa that I now work at Rancho La Puerta in Mexico. And I went for a week because my girlfriend said, what are you doing for New Year's? And I was like, I have no idea, but I know what I'm not going to do. And so we went there and I'd never been to a spa and resort before. Well, it was like my happy place because right out of college, when I was following my heart, I was a recreation director. I was teaching swimming and skiing and kayaking and just, you know, that was my love. But of course I couldn't earn a, a living like I wanted to doing that. So, yeah. so I found my happy place. I went back to my love. And, um, and then I also was pretty devastated by the big changes in my life, right? Like both the divorce and the job. And so I was spending a lot of time drinking a lot of alcohol and crying and eating a lot. And, you know, I was just in this little pity party. And um, so those two things happened simultaneously as I looked for new things. And my father and brothers gathered annually for a meeting called Boys Weekend. And that year they opened it up to all of us. I think they saw that I was kind of struggling and they're like, Jill, do you want to come join our boys weekend? You know, here are the rules. You got to, you got to listen. You got to commit to something and be willing to track it. And you got to share and you got to come a year from now and share it. And those were the rules. And I was like, okay, I'm in tearfully, <laughs> gutfully, you know, in my heart and gut, I was like, can I get this vulnerable? Can I be that honest with myself? And yeah. I did. And it started this journey of accountability. It started this journey of, um, following my heart and my gut versus just my brain. Mm -hmm. And I did it with my siblings, which has its pluses and its minuses, right? Like it's, it's, it's what I call kind of really tough love and brutal mm -hmm. honesty. And, and that's what I need. I didn't need, that's what I chose to engage with. And we're still doing it. In fact, I'm flying in a couple of weeks to meet them all for a weekend. We do it every year and we gather and we help each other become mm -hmm. our best people that we can and we do it in a really loving kind way not in a not in a harsh judgmental you know aspirational way or aspirational is the wrong word it's very aspirational not in a judgmental tough way which is yeah. you know you know being a being in the corporate world and getting my MBA and kind of fighting through that whole back I'm I'm an old lady so that whole all that glass ceiling stuff was was a big deal mm -hmm. but following my heart now and finding an easy way to both keep my change, stay open and help others is now my passion. And I love it. Oh my God. I absolutely love your story. So beautiful. And it's just, you know, you are proof. Like you had the American dream. You had the American dream, like the money, the big job, the name, the title, all of that. And, you know, it, it's so beautiful that the universe took it from you. So you can go ahead and follow your heart. And, you know, sometimes, well, not sometimes, I think most of the time we're creatures of habits and we're going towards the goals that, you know, society has told us to go towards. And then we're forgetting about the most important piece, the piece that we came into this life with, and that is our heart. Yes, like, yes, 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 yes. We are, so speaking, <laughs> we are so speaking the same language. And yes, and I, and the universe, I'm such a, a believer now of me versus me going to the universe and controlling it. Mm -hmm. I have a, a whole new practice around simply being in where I am and allowing the universe to come to me. Cause it did like it. Yeah. it I finally, I, and you know, some people think it's serendipity or um, whatever. And I think it's just, it's always been there, 
We just mm-hmm. simply didn't have our eyes open because we were so in our habitual place and we carved these, you know, these routine behaviors that literally carve this very safe place yeah. where we don't, we don't see the whole horizon anymore because we're so stuck in gravity and automaticity and safety. And so, um, so yeah, yeah, we are so speaking the same language. I love it. So beautiful. This season on the podcast, I've been doing a lot of focus around affirmations. And I would love for you to share one of your like go-to or favorite affirmations. Well, a funny thing is I've always had like a life, you know, I was, I was Miss Business Corporate Marketing. So I had my own brand and it was add value. And I'm still there. It's been there for decades. Uh-huh. Always add value. I've added another A, always add value. Always um, add value. Oh, yeah. yes. I like that. If I can, you know, AQ, yeah. like if I can just sit and say, how can I add value to this situation? And usually it means getting out of my own way and getting out of my habits and getting mm-hmm. out of my thinking and getting out of all of that and being in my heart and being in my gut. So that is mine. But I also have a regular accountability practice my own, right? So I'm leading these groups all the time. And sometimes I do the exercise myself. So so I would say, depending on where I am physically, you know, I might have a weekly mantra. I call it a mantra, but my yeah. affirmation. So it might be weekly, it might be quarterly, it might be annually. So right now I'm working a lot with so- the word soft. Mm. I-, I am soft. I choose soft. I will be soft because that's mm-hmm. not my go-to action. My go-to action is fix it, go do it, you know, be. Yeah. And so for me to stop, pause, be soft is a practice that I, when I keep it as my affirmation or my mantra, I am more likely to practice it. And that's actually one of my steps of my, I I created a process. The universe gave me an eight step process to share that Mm. makes it all easy. And, And having a mantra and practicing that mantra are part of it. Yeah, you know, that's so beautiful. And I like that when you started this out, you said that you sometimes have a weekly or monthly or annual, or you know, quarterly, I'm gonna be adding more (laughs) words into there, um, mantra or affirmation, because you're recognizing what's happening right now. And what do you need to address at that time? So I like that you brought light to that, because sometimes people may say, okay, I'm going through my mantras, or I'm going through my affirmations, and not realize that it's okay to customize what you need in that moment. So thank you for bringing light to that. And we only have this moment, right? Yeah. I have lived a life where I was filled with regrets and looking back at the history and the story. And the truth is that's gone. So if you spend all your time being there, it's it's not as, I mean, of course, happy memories are wonderful, but it, that's, they're just memories. It's just your thought process and the future that doesn't exist. So I love that you are mm-hmm. reiterating that now is, is, is it. Like that's yeah. all we really have. And in fact, one of my favorite poems that I'll recite for you later is about nowness and um, mm. and that's everything, you know, the power yeah. of now as, um, oh, now I'm spacing out on his name, but he's a famous author of a book called The Power of Now, Eckhart Tolle. Mm. And it's so true. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. The power of now. It's like, really, the present is all we have. So when we live in the present, we are living. When we live in our past or in our future, we're not living. We're living either in judgment or expectation. Mm-hmm. which exactly. tend to be judgment filled they're not kind which our affirmation is kind it's aspirational it's mm-hmm. it's lovely 
Yeah. I mean, you shared your beautiful story at the beginning, how you have, how your life had changed. Thank you, universe. Yeah. <laughs> coming in and helping redirect mm-hmm. your life so you can have change. But now you are stepping in the place where you have club change. So I would love for you to tell us about club change. And this is also a beautiful, st- I get goosebumps because this all has, it's continuing to just evolve, right? So mm-hmm. Um, I started going to those weekends with my brothers and then, and then my sister joined and then I started sharing it with my friends Mm -hmm. and I had a simultaneous path where I was doing a lot of other new things. Like I was starting to volunteer down at this spa and resort and I was starting to go there more often. I was starting to practice yoga. You know, I was doing a, I was making a lot of new choices. Um, But then my father passed away um, and he, I sat hospice with him for seven weeks and in that process, I realized a couple of things. One, that I didn't have to live in my house that I just bought in the Bay Area, which was a big nugget, right? Like I didn't have to be rooted in that physicality of a home. Mm-hmm. And I also realized I wanted to write a book about Boys Weekend, which is what my brothers and which my dad had started. And I was like, okay, because some of my friends were doing it with their kids. And so it was spreading virally. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to coach people individually and just doing, okay, I'll do this with you. Like, I don't have to, this is my practice. This is what I do. I mean, it's helped me do all sorts of things like tracking my drinking and, you know, becoming a better flosser and meditating. I mean, all these life habits that we, yeah. you know, should do, let's get rid of the shoulds and let's just have a lovely gifted practice and do it. So I just started sharing it and I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to write a book and the book is still not written, but when COVID happened, so then I started doing intention setting classes. Um, at Rancho La Puerta, which were really successful. And it basically was starting to evolve my practice and my sharing and da da da. So then COVID hits, right? And the mm-hmm. and the the spa closes. And as I have continued to grow and the universe keeps presenting these opportunities, gifts to me. And I was home and I called my boss and we were brainstorming. We were like closed for three weeks, right? And he's he's like, Jill, I just listened to this. I wish I knew who asked him this question. He was like, who do you want to be at the end of this three weeks? Well, and three weeks ended up being five months, but yeah. I, like, oh, I love that question. So I started putting little notes of paper because that's part of my process is writing things down, showing up for yourself and writing them down and asking key questions. So I started writing all this stuff down and I took my own class and I ended up with my mantra of wing it. And so I, I was like, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to sign up for Zoom. I'm going to do my classes online. I'm going to offer it to all of our guests Maybe, you know, where I work, maybe my friends and family would like this stuff. I just wanted to be a gift. I wanted to share my practices. So I started chanting on Facebook, which was really, I started doing a lot of scary stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then the name came and I ended up trademarking it. And, you know, I just, I finally got my niece to do a website because I was totally antagonized by all the technology and I didn't want to go back into publishing. It was just a place where I didn't want to go back to. And yeah, so it kind of came to me unique and it still is coming to me. Like I just got asked mm-hmm. to uh, do some classes for a retreat and I kind of was the bookend for the meeting and then the universe brought rain. And so in addition, in the middle days, we couldn't ride horses. So I would let a meditation class and a chant class and a yoga class. Yeah. And pretty soon at the end of the week, it was like, oh, wow, Jill, do you do more retreats? Like they came out to me, it's like, do mm-hmm. you do more retreats? And I was like, oh, I guess I'm doing retreats now. Like it was. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. coming to me. So thank you for asking that question. I, it's just the club that keeps on giving. 
It, amazing, you know, I, and I've been saying this on the podcast over and over. I almost feel like it's an epi, every episode at this point is like, start the walk and the way will appear. Start the oh, walk and the that. way will appear. And um, sometimes we just have these vision boards. We have this one goal in mind. I need to be here. I need to do that. And, you know, just start the walk. Just start it. Or we feel, you know, and it, you may not get to the place you thought you were going, but then you may go somewhere even better that you didn't even imagine or vice versa. We're too scared to go out there and go on Facebook Live or do Zoom classes because we're nervous on how people are going to receive us and all that type of stuff. And we're putting these limitations on ourselves, but just start the walk. You just never know. If you were to limit yourself from not doing that retreat, it wouldn't have opened up the door for you to do more retreats. If you started to put those self-limiting doubts, oh, I haven't done one before. I don't think I'm ready to do it yet. Whatever, all the stuff we make up and tell ourselves. So start the walk and the way will appear. And yeah, so you are living proof that just starting the walk and then the way just starts to open up for you. And, and I, I love that. So we're, we're again, saying the same thing. And I, my mantra practice, I say, you know, um, settle into a, a kind practice mm -hmm. that you can write. So part of my process is the same thing that you're saying, start the walk and the way will appear. Mm -hmm. um, but I do like, you know, show up for yourself and then think about it and then write it and envision it and then be really kind, you know, pick, pick a word, pick a mantra and then be really kind in a measurable practice that you can do. Like, so starting the walk for me and, and my clubs is, all right, can you identify one gifted, one small thing mm -hmm. that you're willing to commit to in your heart, in your head, in your gut, in writing, in speaking and in action. Yeah. And, and then tell me whether you did it or not. And those mm -hmm. steps, how I am finding help are helping a lot of people move through their fear of change yeah. And be in the joy of the adventure of change, right? The joy, yeah. the curiosity of change versus you're right, that fear. I mean, we all have fear of the unknown mm -hmm. and exactly. we all want to do the best we can. And it's just, it's human nature. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I love that start the walk and the way will appear because it has been true for me and it's been true for all of my club members. Yes. You know, and a part of change, you know, another word that comes up a lot is accountability. What is accountability? How do we see this? Let's let's talk about accountability for a moment. What's accountability? Well, to me, accountability is the tough love part, right? <laughs> That's where, because we're really good at, at all those spin thoughts that you just mentioned. Oh, I've never done it before. I can't do it. I shouldn't, right? So it's all those words of can't, shouldn't, need, I need to do this. I have to do this. Yeah. This is what I'm familiar with. Um, and so accountability is being willing to be honest mm -hmm. with your vulnerability and be willing to walk the walk and talk the talk of what you want. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so a goal or an intention is aspirational. It tends to be kind of hope filled and gut filled. I call it a map to mm -hmm. your heart and your future, right? It's like, it's this map, it's not in your present. So by nature, it's gonna be uncomfortable. It's gonna be a little edgy. Mm -hmm. And accountability is when you're willing to say, okay, I'm, I'm willing to stand here, show up for myself, show up for my intention, and then do the work, which in our clubs is like writing it and envisioning it and wordboarding and choosing and 
tracking, right? And all those things help us be accountable in our learning. And that's all it is. Like for me, it's like, I tell people, if it feels really uncomfortable, that's probably exactly where you want to be. Like just be there with it and let that discomfort be with you so you can learn from it and how to, you know, start the next walk or take the next step or Mm -hmm. do your practice. But accountability to me is honesty. And that's where I think, you know, some of us have built a lot of canyons that way. They're just limiting thoughts and, um, and they're comfortable and they're repetitive and they, they end up being totally subconscious. We're not even aware that they're holding us back or stopping us from seeing the world this way. So accountability to me, I guess if I had to net it down is being willing to honestly be sitting in your learning edges. Yeah. I like that. You said tough love at the very beginning. I really is. Um, and there's different versions of accountability, <laughs> like everything else, we can expand and expand, or we could just give the, you know, just cookie cutter definition. But I don't know if I want to just talk about a little more, because as you were talking about accountability, I realize in my life, like, and I'm aware of this, like, I need to take workout classes. Because if I go to the gym and hit the gym floor, I may be there 15 minutes. But if I take a workout class, now I'm holding accountability because I'm taking the whole hour of workout. And um, because, you know, I'm like, oh, I did enough. Like I'll lift, you know, do a couple of exercises. I think that's enough. I won't push myself to the edge, which I'm aware of. So because I'm aware of, of, of that, I'm not going to say, well, you know, I'm going to say, how can I make myself accountable? Oh, I'm going to take workout classes. So this is another conversation that we can have with ourselves. We understand, okay, I may be a little weaker in this area of my accountability. What changes can I make? I may be weaker when it comes to the my workout, you know, my workout independence, you know, so how can I hold myself accountable? Accountable. I take an hour workout class instead of like walking around the gym floor for 15 minutes. So um, could you like break down a couple of like ways people can help themselves yes, create accountability? Because it's easy to talk so about it. <laughs> leading me through my process, um, which is just beautiful. So one thing you said, I'm aware of it, right? So that's that's like awareness is the first step. You show up for yourself, all sides of yourself, right? Um, and then you also said, I need to be working out, right? So I really work on people noticing how they're languaging yeah. their choices, right? So if you said, I could choose, I'm choosing to work out, just that that repeat favorite, like whenever you notice yourself saying, I should do this, I needed this, just change it to say, I can choose. I'm mm-hmm. living a life in choice. I can choose to work out regularly. Mm-hmm. And then what we do is, so, you know, my steps are show up for yourself, think about it, write it, envision it. So you kind of envision yourself mm-hmm. why, you know, it, that's the process kind of takes you to, oh, why do you want to work out? Like, is it to be stronger? Is it to be healthier? Is it to be mm-hmm. thinner? Is it, you know, why? So yeah. kind of allowing yourself to be in that aspirational place and not, you mm-hmm. know, let yourself be there. Let yourself live that in your gut. Yeah. And then we choose it and we, and then we also identify a very actionable, practical gift. So I like that. So you basically went through the process and said, okay, I'm aware of this. I'm aware that my tendency is to go here. I'm going to choose to sign up for a class. And I'm going to go to that class a minimum of X times per week. 
Yeah. Typically we get really tough on ourselves. Like if you're anything like me, the first thing that you're going to say is going to be like, I'm going to change the world and I'll work out five days a week for 45 (laughs) minutes. And we're just not kind with ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. We are, we are really tough on ourselves. So I really work on people. It's like, okay, whatever you committed to shrink it in half, like instantly, because then you're more likely to do it. And once you start doing it, then you get all the benefits of doing it. You start to carve this new Canyon, this new habit, and Mm -hmm. we celebrate and we share, right? So, you know, we're, humans are pack animals. So even those of us who might be somewhat introverted or not, or just like to do it on our own, when we get to stand up and say, wow, I chose this. I saw my path. I committed to it. I practiced it in a really kind and loving way. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, and I'm going to share it with you. And when you do all those things, it just continues to nurture that, right? Especially yeah. if you stick with it long enough. So typically two, three weeks out, your, your biggest obstacles are just going to arise. So, so even if you sign up for that class, you know, two, three weeks out, typically mm-hmm. when it's not so new and exciting anymore, your, your old thinking patterns are going to come back. They just are and will. And so the real work that you're doing to face that, to just be with that. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. why is it that I'm not, you know, why I, so then I kind of talk to people, we in the clubs talk about motivation works and lasts so long, a mantra and as an affirmation works typically only lasts so long, you know, choosing to even let your habits win sometimes is great. You're going to slip up. That's okay. Yeah. Don't beat yourself up. And then sitting in the honesty of that, Mm -hmm. allows you to make other choices, like to ask a friend for help, to find an exercise buddy, or to just sit and ask the universe for help. Say, God darn it, this has been a lot tougher than I thought. Maybe I've got to hire a private, you know, you know, and so for me, like if I throw more money than God at it, I'm going to do it because I'm not going to waste my money. So now I'm going to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So there's all sorts of options to be humble and honest and ask for help. And it's totally okay to ask for help. Like that's, part of the accountability that's part yeah. of the, that's part of the journey yeah you know um one of the things that you said um was why why are you doing this um which i think is a very important question that we should ask ourselves all the time because we are living in a culture where the culture is really brainwashing us to a lot of things we think we're supposed to be showing up like at the beginning you think we're supposed to be showing up for this american lifestyle of like the big job the big title the big this and it's like you know let's get to the basics. Let's find out why we are showing up. Why do we want to show up in this way? Let's find out if this is truly what we want or is it what the outside wants for us and we think we need to show up in that way. So that's a very, very important question. Does this resonate with you, you know, and finding out the reason why? Because if you find out why you're doing something and if it's resonating with you, it's going to be easier for you because this is what you truly want to do. But when you don't want to do something, just like with diets and ways of eating, if you're just eating, you're going by someone else's diet plan that doesn't resonate with you, you won't have an enjoyable time. So it's best that, you know, you go towards foods that you will enjoy because then you won't feel like you're on a diet or, you know, or a workout or whatever the, the, the task is that you have, you have to understand why so you can figure out what's going to um, resonate for you. So that really like, you know, hit home when you said, why, why are you doing this? Why are you showing up for whatever goal that you have for yourself? Well, and that word goal for me is a really double-edged sword because I, 
was very goal oriented and I still am, but now I catch myself not even using the word goal and I say gift because you know what? Your diet is what you eat. Like, yeah. so we, you're right. We've been brainwashed. Like my diet is what I eat. It's not this diet, that diet. My diet mm -hmm. is what I eat. And when I give myself the gift of honoring my own health and wellness, which is wholeness, it's not skinniness or you know what else? It's not yeah. the perfect body that society tells us to have. When I'm whole and well and balanced in my mind and body and spirit, when I'm eating, when I am dieting, when I'm eating in my diet, things that nourish that strength in my heart and my gut and my brain and you know my circulatory system or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I realize that it's a gift that I'm choosing to do to myself. Like nobody's doing this to me. Like I also find you know, it's, it's very easy for us to go into victim mode, right? It's mm -hmm. like somebody else is doing this and it's, it's all these companies' faults, right? They're selling yeah. this stuff. It's like, come on, you're buying it, right? You yeah. are choosing to invest your resources there, whether it's your resource of time or whether it's resource of your money. And if each one of us owns our own choices yeah. in a really kind and loving way and owns our own health and wellness in a really kind and loving way, we share it with the world because- when we do it, it's, it's others might do it. And, and again, I'm doing a lot of reading on kind of the Buddhist practice of Tonglen of like one is all and all is one. And mm -hmm. where is the division? Like, it's not you and us. Like we are all on this planet in this moment and we're all part of this planet in this moment. Yeah. So how we show up for ourselves is really important for how we show up for the world. Yeah, I, I love that you said on your own choices. That I feel like that can be a t-shirt own your own choices like that right there like that is like a quote own your I don't know if it's a quote out like out there out there but own I, I your, don't know but I like yeah, it too yeah, yeah go ahead and trademark it own your own choices own them like you don't have you know have to go towards someone else's choices I think actually that I'm is, looking for a tagline for club change maybe that's it yeah own oh your my goodness choices. thank you unique <laughs> That resonates. I was like, yes, own my own choices. Yes, that resonates. So, okay. So like with change, accountability is definitely key. And that's what today's topic is about, is about club change and understanding, you know, starting to understand that mindset around change, you know, and that's what we have to start first. We have to start with the mental. We have to have that. This is why this conversation is, this conversation is extremely important. Sure, you can go ahead and just start writing your goals for the new year or whatever the case is, but you gotta have the mindset to understand why you're making these changes. Why? Like you, you said it earlier, why are you doing this? Why are you showing up? And then now let's own your own choices and have that accountability. And like I gave my example of like, I understood my weakness in the gym. So I, the way I had to hold myself accountable was by saying, I'm going to register for classes opposed to doing this independently. And it's okay. And it's, and we have to, don't be hard on ourselves. If we feel like we can't do something on our own, like you said earlier, look for help. And, you know, there are different ways we can get help through accountability because, you know, um, you know, we have to sometimes go out there because if we had it all together, we wouldn't be listening to this right now. <laughs> yes, we would. No, let's not well, do yeah. that. Yes, you know, we because we're going to be with like-minded people and we want everyone to, yeah. to nourish their new languages and be in the spirit of of opportunity to change and grow and live and share and love. 
Yes, exactly. So, be so beautifully said. So what advice can you give someone that is really having a hard time with changing old patterns? So, you know, we are creatures of habit. We've been doing this for 45 years. Now we're listening to this. It's like, okay, I'm going to change, but where do I even start? Well, um, I think the biggest thing for people who struggle with change is being honest with themselves and being kind, just being mm -hmm. honest and being kind. So again, with the start, you start with the awareness of, wow, I, I, this is really difficult for me to change. Like just sitting in that statement and that awareness and asking for help, you know, so maybe listening to your podcast regularly or joining a club change and doing a set your intention class. I mean, I, I, um, I have worked with some really um, like, hoarders that cleaned out rooms and um mm -hmm. you know big ceos that decided to retire and mm -hmm. uh, people who are overweight with diabetes and change their blood work right like it's yeah. and i think all of that comes from being aware being honest mm -hmm. and being kind and in our and in, in my classes and i offer them the set your intentions classes are totally for free i don't get anything out of it mm -hmm. i let people start you know, it's contribution-based, but anybody can join one of my Zoom set your intention classes. Anybody can join one of my Zoom chant classes and just start to do some breath work mm -hmm. and be comfortable with their thoughts. Yeah. Anybody can join one of my yoga classes and be comfortable in their breath and their movement in their body. But but my steps, and literally the universe did provide this to me because I don't, you know, it just keeps evolving, but it's show up for yourself, think about what you want, write it down, envision it, Choose an end mantra. Choose a, so we choose a word and a mantra, and we're hopefully you and I are going to get to do one of these practices really quickly because it's not mm -hmm. it's, this is not unattainable. It's very doable. So you choose, and then you practice, track, and share. So those are eight mm -hmm. steps to behavior change. That I mean, yeah. I've studied all the books, and I maybe yeah. don't have the alphabet soup. You know, mine is more like MBA and all this other stuff, but mm -hmm. I found that those when I do all those things myself and with others. It actually, and then you're, and then you set very specific gifts and they're kind and you track and you're honest, like all, all you do all that, mm -hmm. you could do it. And I just, I just help people be really kind to themselves, be, be yeah. honest and be kind. I love honesty. Honesty is really a big key, a big key in transformation and your and in a journey as well, too, to just honestly be honest with yourself. And you were talking about, you know, um doing like an intention exercise. Let's why don't we just do it now? Let's let's do it. So yeah. the one thing I want to say about that honesty though, too, is the real juice of doing this over the long run is not necessarily the why it's kind of the why not like it's when you get when you face your obstacles and your and your and your habitual thinking in an honest way and you sit with it in a way so like we do obstacle bashing where we literally name our obstacles and we have dialogues with it because then mm -hmm. we can start to be with our other side in a new way and that helps us you know that helps with the why and the why not and you're, yeah. you're golden on this path okay so grab a sheet of paper, everyone, wherever you are, if you're driving, stop the car and, yes. <laughs> and, and a, a, you know, and a, a, a device doesn't work as well. I literally, I'm tactile. I'm an old lady. I like to have an actual physical piece of paper to look at because we're going to create a real word board right now, a little word board. So I invite you to put your palms on this sheet of paper 
mm-hmm. at both both palms. Let's get the body in an ergonomic place. Thank you, Unique. Um, yeah. Close your eyes and tuck in your chin and just come in touch with your breath. So take an inhale and an exhale and just arrive here right now with yourself here and and your intentions for this next week. Just allow yourself to be thinking about this upcoming week. And I'd like you to think about things that you could be or do or experience next week that would bring you joy. And think about those things in one word or two word answers, not whole sentences, not a whole story, just this would bring me joy. And you know what? This would also bring me joy. And maybe a couple more things that would bring me joy. And just let them be here with you in your thought, in your heart, in your gut. And whenever you think you've exhausted that question, tuck in your chin, open your eyes, and write the words down in your sheet of paper in a in a not hierarchical way. So not, you know, use the whole sheet of paper as your word board. So this is not vision boarding. This is my word. This is word boarding. Okay. And you're writing these words on your sheet of paper. And of course, you're envisioning all these things. You're envisioning joy, which is kind of the mantra, right? I am joy. I will joy. be joy. I choose joy. So I kind of chose your mantra for you for this coming week. Mm-hmm. All right. So let me know when you're done, when you've got it all done in your sheet of paper. Okay, I'm done. Okay. Now put your hands on top of this word board with your palms up to receive. And mm-hmm. notice how that opened your heart and it relaxed your shoulder blades and it, hopefully it improved your posture. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I, that's not because you got bad posture. It's just everyone. Like suddenly you tuck in your chin mm-hmm. and you turn your palms up and forward. It opens your heart and it relaxes your shoulders. So take a couple of breaths and I am going to recite this poem by James Broughton. I love this. It's called, This Is It. This is it. This is really it. This is all there is. And it's perfect as it is. There is nowhere to go but here. There's nothing here but now, and there's nothing now, but this, and this is it. This is really it. This is all there is, and it's perfect as it is. So I want you just to be here with all these thoughts and intentions that you're not looking at. You're just being here with them. You're allowing them, these future joyful things into your now. And you're being totally breathing with your heart and your gut, not just your head. And keep your eyes closed and let your closed eyes face your open palms. And when you think you're totally in a heart space with all of these words, there's no judgment, no grasping, just love, just acceptance of here and now. When you're ready, open your eyes and circle just one of those words that most touches your heart right now. So circle the one that really, that you know in your heart of hearts, your gut of guts is the right gift to give yourself this coming week. Mm -hmm. Okay, so open your eyes and circle it. Circle it. (laughs) Yeah, circle a word. Uh, This is the tactile thing, letting your heart choose one of these. Mm Because you know what? If you try and do all of them, what happens? Mm-hmm. You, you get overwhelmed and nothing happens, right? You do you, you exactly. just kind of that. I mean, if you're typical. So do you want to share what word you circled? I circle grounded. Grounded. Okay. So being grounded this next week, can you give me one specific 
measurable, actionable, kind practice that you could do very easily this next week that's going to bring you groundedness, which will bring you joy? Um, being still and holding boundaries around being still. Okay. So can you identify a minimum amount of time and envision a place where you're actually going to sit or stand and be still and how long are you going to do it for? So I'm just physically, I'm just mentally just. Yep. You're envisioning, which is great. Mm -hmm. And once you've decided that, I want you to write it down as a sentence and say, I will be still for a minimum of X minutes, Y times this upcoming week. And whatever your first thought is, divide it in half mm -hmm. so that you're being super kind to yourself. Because when you do it, you are taking that first step. You are, what's the phrase? You're starting to walk. Mm -hmm. And the way will appear and you'll end up doing it longer and more, but then you'll celebrate because you set this gift for yourself. It's not a goal. You yeah. set a gift to give yourself joyful groundedness by doing this mm -hmm. practice of being still for a minimum of X mm -hmm. minutes, Y times per week. And that, that's it. And then we get together yeah. at the end of the week and we celebrate that and we track whether we did it or not, because you think you're going to remember whether you did it or not, but you won't. Uh -huh. So. I then, um, you know, have everybody take post-it notes. I send out heart-shaped post-it notes and you put uh -huh. the practice everywhere in your house. You put your mantra. So you would, uh -huh. I would invite you to put the word grounded everywhere on your monitor, on your refrigerator, mm -hmm. on your bureau, on your mirror with the post-it yeah. And every time you see it, you're going to be like, okay, did I, did I give myself this gift of stillness? Mm -hmm. Did I set a boundary and just spend just a few, whatever yeah. And then- being honest with the yes and no, whether you did it or not. And at the mm -hmm. end of the week saying, if you didn't do it, no judgment, if you didn't do it. You just kind of walk the new, all right, what got in the way? What choice did I make that did not bring this choice of this joyful groundedness into my life this week? And that's it. Just that's simple as that. That's beautiful. Um, this setting intention practice is like planting a seed. And um, yeah, it was really beautiful because sometimes we... We, we're just uncomfortable. We're, we're frazzled. We don't know what's going on. We haven't addressed what was happening. Why are we feeling this way? Um, and this is why intention is very important to have these moments with yourself so you can figure out, you know, some, just like people may be lashing out at people. The other person didn't do anything wrong to them, but they're lashing out and they can't figure out why they're lashing out. And it's maybe having a you know like moments like this like what you gave us I almost felt like it was a meditation as well too like a guided meditation or an intentional or a guided intention meditation <laughs> yeah and I'm doing that a lot because I now just got my 500 I just got certified 500 hours as a as a yoga instructor so I'm leading chant classes in yoga and it's all it's all like this is like what just how it's transforming it's all feeding each other. The intention setting is informing my guided meditation. The meditation yoga is informing the intention. But I love what you said. Um, when we're in intention, because I know you can help promote this on the universe and we can help everyone, you're not an automaticity, right? Like that yeah. just came to me. Like that's how I describe habits and canyons and all those limited beliefs. When you're in intention, you're not in that automatic thought. You're yeah. not in that automaticity. And that those those things are really magnetic and they're 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 mm -hmm. they're big they're big yeah. and 
and they're well-practiced. And so you want to really buffer yourself up and nourish yourself so that you can be an intention and have it be a kind thing versus a rough edge. Yeah, it's just something so powerful by just bringing awareness to it, writing it, writing it down, down on paper. That's the eight steps, the eight steps, show up for yourself, think about it, write it, envision it, choose it, practice, track, share. Mm -hmm. Like that's my, that's my eight step process. Yeah, it's complete magic to just write it down. And then once you do, you're able to understand where you need to go from there. Exactly. You're accountable to it. Now it's not just spinning in your head. Mm -hmm. And then when you actually do a practicable gifted thing, you, if you make that actionable and specific, it's like a yes or no, it's not a maybe kind of sorta. Cause if we go into the gray area of maybe kind of sorta, we're much more likely to be in all that habitual thinking. Yeah. But if we're like, yes or no, then we're in choice. They're like, okay, what did I choose? Mm -hmm. All right. So I ran into this obstacle. How can I be with that obstacle, that thinking in a new way? How can I ask for help or practice my mantra or go take some breaths or, Mm -hmm. you know, what can I do? And we all have 360 degree of choices every moment. Yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. So much awareness, so much awareness around club change, club change of of our own lives. You know, I know it's something that you um, copywritten, that's your program, but, you know, we also have to remember that we all hold club change within our um, selves. You know, we all have the right to (laughs) make changes when we need to make changes. Yes, yes. And the more, (laughs) and the more people who practice that, the more happier I am. Yes. And I'm so glad for what you do, Unique, because it's just, I, I just, I'm so glad we found each other because it feels very synergistic. Yes, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that, and I'm so I'm grateful you doing what you're doing as well too because you're putting the intention out there to bring an awareness around club change and give people tools that you know, and it's so important because the tools are so important because like before my journey started, I spent forty over forty years without a lot of the tools that I'm using today. Just the simple tools of affirmations that didn't at 40, I didn't know what I, I didn't understand the value of using an affirmation. You know, like in, in these tools are all here to allow us to vibrate on a higher level. And, you know, and there are so many other tools, but just by us having the conversation, people understand that all the tools are within yourself. Like you really, truly have the tools. And, you know, I, I, I did write a self-care book. Um was a workbook and you know the subtitle says you hold the key to your life's journey like your life's journey a lot of times we're going out here looking for this blue pill like we need to swallow someone else's pill and the reality is that these tools all of these tools we have the capability of holding within ourselves so And, and when we realize that we've been living someone else's expectation of our life versus living our life and our gifts mm-hmm. and our heart and our gut um, you know, the kind of the magic of life really does blossom. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for your intentional exercise. That was so beautiful. And thank you, um, for all the offerings that you have. And I would love for you to tell people about the offerings. Cause like you say, you're doing this on zoom so people can come in and, and experience it and, and, and allow it and, and receive the, the blessings, the gifts that you have to offer and realize that they can, put the tools with inside of them. So, well, thank you for asking. And I look forward to hearing from you in a week as to how your practice went this week with your, yes. <laughs> with your own tracking. 
Um, so my website is jilltheory.com, which is J-I-L-L-T-H-I-R-Y.com. Mm-hmm. And on that, it has everything that I do. So I start each club change with a set your intentions class that is free, contributions-based. And then if people choose, I've got a quarterly six-week group that some subset of that set class or all of them, then Mm -hmm. we continue on for six weeks to check in and do some active obstacle working. And we just can keep working on the mantra and showing up and tracking and making new choices and being in that. So um, the next one starts in the beginning of January because the new year is always a fun time to set intention. And then the next one is in March. So I I think I've got four or six of them next year. Um, so So people can join a club People can join a set the intention class. People can come take my classes at this resort that I work at at Rancho La Puerta in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yes, I, I highly invite people to try a chant class. I do mm-hmm. it on Monday mornings on Zoom. And for me, that's like the minute rice of meditation. And so chant came to me through yoga, but I also love to sing and sing bedside. And it brought it all together and now is a very deep, practice but I just share it on zoom for anybody who just wants to come you don't need any experience and we we chant and then we sit so it's it's sound and breath and then quiet Mm -hmm. and sound and breath and quiet so it might be Mm -hmm. one of your stillness practices this next week Mm -hmm. and then a couple times a week since I just got certified in yoga I'm teaching yoga Um, I'm teaching it in my local neighborhood but I'm doing it on zoom with it started with friends and family and now it's whoever wants to show up so anybody can sign up on the website there's a reserve a class sign and they'll end up getting on my newsletter or they can sign mm-hmm. up for my newsletter. And, and that's the best way to get a hold of me. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful offerings. And um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, beautiful. Like the, you're, you're offering tools, tool, tools that we can all keep and use within ourselves. And I just think that is, that's the way to go, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> and, and you are offering them as well. And I really yeah. appreciate all the tools that you're offering, including this podcast platform and all the things that you offer on your website. So it's unique and it's lovely. And I and I just wish you the best in um, expansiveness and engagement. Oh, <laughs> namaste. <laughs> the light in me honors the light in you. Um, but before I let you go, I would love for you to give us the def- your personal definition of what does becoming unique mean to you? Oh, what does becoming unique mean to you? So I'm, um, it's interesting. I'm in process. We're kind of in the holiday season. And to me, becoming unique is continuing the path of finding that rich, true gift that is you, whatever that is, and living that and sharing that in, in, in as authentic a way as possible. Beautiful. I feel like that's another t-shirt. There we go. Finding the rich, true gift of you. Yes. Yes. Finding the rich, true gift of you. Amazingness. Amazingness. You yeah. can use that. I, I'm going to grab on your own choice. You can grab that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. This was such a beautiful conversation. I am it so was. Grateful. And I hope to see you. If I get back to the East Coast this next year, I'll look you up. It'd be fun yeah. to meet you in person. Definitely. Definitely do that. And, and vice versa. If I make it over to um, San Diego. <laughs> I haven't been to the San Diego side. I've been to the LA side. But... <laughs> 
Yeah, I love San Diego, and I and I I spent decades in San Francisco, which I also love. But um, San Diego is really quite nice, especially in the winter. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank Bye. you, Unique. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jill, for having this conversation with me today about club change, club change within ourselves and club change about your amazing program. You guys be sure to check Jill out. All of her details will be in the show notes. Now, just before I close this show out, I may, I want to talk about a little bit of change for me and I want to put it on the podcast so I can, it can help hold me accountable because that's a part of change, holding, having accountability. So this podcast with Jill, I filmed or I recorded quite a few months ago. And actually when I recorded the podcast with Jill, I was in like a podcast recording streak. So I, I was recording, batching a whole bunch of episodes out to come out for this year. So I have been sitting here listening to multiple episodes. And as I'm listening, I'm noticing that my guests are giving me compliments within the episodes. And I am saying thanks. Um, I'm not really take, taking the, I, I'm hearing the compliments, but it's like I'm shy with my responses to the compliments or I'm almost giving the compliments back as if I don't deserve them or I may not even be responding to them. And as I'm listening back, I'm like, oh my God, they gave me that compliment and I didn't like take it with like, you know, I, I didn't receive the compliment in the same manner that they were giving it. And as I was thinking this, as I'm listening to all these beautiful compliments that are being thrown at me, I thought about my um, daughter, my oldest daughter. I remember her saying to me before I even went on my journey, she was just like, say, why can't you take a compliment? Why do you always have to bring it down? If someone says you have a, a that sweater is nice, you'd be like, oh, this this old thing. It has holes in it. You know, I would take the compliment away. And she would always say that to me. She'd be like, just take the compliment. You don't have to say anything. Just say thank you. Just say thank you. And I would always give compliments back. So that came into my mind as I'm listening to myself in these episodes. I'm like, why can't I receive these compliments? The throwing all of this beautiful, amazing blessings and energy on me. And I'm like, almost like giving the compliments back or afraid to take them. Like they don't belong to me. And maybe I'm having like episodes of imposter syndrome or I don't deserve it, but I'm just so grateful that I'm able to actually listen back to these um, episodes and hear this within myself and know that, you know what, Th- there's change that needs to happen there. And now that I'm aware of it, cause that's a part of change. First, becoming aware of something, understanding that this is, this is something that I want to change. You know, you everyone keep, uh, keeping your ear open. So hopefully, Going forward, you know, with new episodes that I start to record, I'm still batching episodes out from older recordings, you know, um, 
you know, hopefully I'll be able to receive these compliments. Not hopefully. I'm not going to say hopefully. I'm going to change the narrative of the way I've been receiving the compliments and receive them. Receive them with open arms. I deserve it. Why am I throwing these compliments back at the person that's giving it to me? Like, you know, enjoy my flowers and, and, and I deserve it. So, yeah. So, and this is a beautiful example of like, noticing change within ourselves. It doesn't have to be like, you know, because when we think of change, we think of, oh, I need to change my eating habits. I need to lose weight. I need to go to the gym. I need to work on saving money, like these bigger like things. But, you know, change is also very individual, individualistic. So it's like, you know, it's okay to see change in yourself that's not a part of like this big grand scheme of things that you think you're supposed to change, you know. I don't necessarily hear about people talking about, oh, I need to change the way I'm receiving those compliments. <laughs> but I know this, that that's a change that I want to change within myself. So there you go. There goes my club change going forward into 2023. Thank you so much, guys, for showing up for the Becoming Unique podcast. I truly appreciate y'all. Bye.